News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. This is the News Talk Giant of North Alabama, and the biggest show in North Alabama afternoons is this one, Right Side Radio. I'm your host, Phil Williams. We are glad you are here. Man, I'm loving having this show. This is what a, what a great opportunity. I'm sitting here right now, by the way, looking at a note that I've got written, and it's hanging right above my head where I can see it every day while I do this show. It says, it is an honor to have this platform, and, and, I, and it absolutely is. I am thankful for the opportunity to be with you every day. Uh, hosting your show, hosting your show because this show is there for you. Hey, listen, I'm going to open the phone lines up, uh, Copper, in the last uh, half hour here, 866-494-9866. If you want to call in, it's 866-494-9866. And a question I do have for you, we talked about unemployment compensation. I'm going to give you some stats here in a minute that might boggle your mind. Uh, then again, maybe not, knowing this audience. But uh, 866-494-9866, was it too much? Was the unemployment compensation offered by state and federal governments too much? I mean, what do you think? Did it incentivize people to stay home, or did it do what it was needed and help people to get by? Uh, I got opinions, but here's one of the things that's, that's so evident. If you heard the earlier segment, uh, my friend Rosemary Elabash from the NFIB, who's been a business advocate in this state for, for many years, she said that one of the things she hopes happens in the next legislative session is that the legislature, state legislature, looks at the means by which we might be able to tighten the reins a bit. Not that if you need unemployment, you can't get it, but that we can reduce the amount of fraud. Because what happened in COVID is the standards for drawing unemployment compensation, which were already pretty easy before, by the way, got so easy that they have been filled with fraud. Experts estimate that some upwards of 70% of stolen money went to organized crime, that literally almost $280 billion may have gone through fake unemployment claims in the last year. Can you imagine? Talk about a boondoggle. I mean, th- this is something that, that should literally just make everybody mad. This report just came out, by the way, in, in just uh, what the last 30 days that says that over $400 billion in unemployment benefits could have gone to scammers. Oh, my word. The, the state of California is blaming it on organized crime. Yeah, I guess so. And, and, I mean, if they hadn't stolen that money, I mean, that's $1,200 per person in the United States, in a sense. And what we're saying here is that the standards became so lax and the opportunity for identity theft was so alluring that literally organized crime got involved and they have been scamming money left and right. And, and the state legislature is going to have to step up and, and give our attorney general, our, you know, Steve Marshall, the opportunity with laws that give him something to enforce to go after this stuff. I mean, here's, here's some of the ways they were doing it. Some of the mules, the low-level criminals, they're given debit cards. And they go withdraw money from ATMs, and then the money gets transferred around by Bitcoin. That's, that's one of the ways they, they, they shuffle the money around. Well, unemployment became where the big money was. And it was also being run by bureaucrats who weren't quick enough to crack down on the criminals. And then unemployment fraud is now offered on the dark web as sort of like a software-as-a-service basis, kind of like ransomware. So states that don't have fraud detection services are naturally targeted the most, and it makes you wonder, how is Alabama's Department of Labor determining what is fraud and what is not? And, and so these are your taxpayer dollars. By the way, business owners, you know the deal. When, when someone is uh, drawing unemployment, they're drawing money you paid into the system. It's not like it's something, well, now I, I used to hear this, uh, I used to, uh, as, an, as an attorney, I have um, 
a number of staffing companies I've worked for uh, currently and in the past. And I remember one of them telling me that one of their clients every year would put their people out for a, a three-week shutdown around Christmas, and they'd say, y'all go draw that unemployment you've been paying into. Well, no, Mr. Plant Owner, uh, they're not. You are. And, and every single employer group has what you call a tax rate. In, in a state level, it's called your SUDA, the State Unemployment Tax Assessment. So you've got a, a, an earned tax rate. And by the way, you start off at one level, percentage-wise, for taxes of your payroll, and you earn the right to have a lower tax rate. And they do that because it incentivizes you to keep from having a revolving door of employees. So the better you are at retaining your employees and providing a good work environment, then the lower your tax rate. Well, guess what's about to happen? The amount of unemployment compensation that has been drawn in the past year is so huge, and so many businesses have been so negatively affected. Like you just heard about my friend Daniel Cornett a minute ago who fought to keep his people in-house. Not everybody could do that because the, the government shut them down and put people out. Well, guess what's going to happen? Their tax rates are growing up because their people went out. So look at that self-licking ice cream cone. The government shuts you down, they send you out, and then they tax you for sending your people out. What? Here's what the state legislature needs to consider. At the Alabama Policy Institute, we did the research on this. There is, we believe, an opportunity for the state legislature to come into session. If you're listening to me right now, local delegation, Speaker McCutcheon, Senator Sam Gavan, Senator Arthur Orr, you know, any, any of you that are Representative Sanderford, uh, Representative Anthony Daniels, all of you, this impacts your constituents. If you're listening to the sound of my voice, one of the things we think that you can do, and we'll provide the research for you if you want it, is to come in next legislative session and say, we are freezing the unemployment tax rate at pre-COVID levels. Or at the very least, we're going to allow you the opportunity to phase back in as opposed to being slapped with a 91% unemployment tax rate when you come back to work. That's what you got to do, folks. Earlier, I had my monologue. I talked about what happens when government just runs away or, or vacates their position. You can't do that. Right now, small businesses need you. The businesses in Alabama that have fought to keep themselves alive and viable in the midst of an, an environment where they were being determined as non-essential at times, uh, the government's got to step back in and say, hey, oh, man, hate that that happened. We won't let it happen again. Thank you, Jamie Keel, Representative Keel, for that bill. But nonetheless, it happened. And now we got to work our way through it. And if you want to provide tax relief to your constituents that own businesses, one of the things you can do is examine whether or not you can help them with the fact that their unemployment tax rate is about to go through the roof for no reason or no fault of their own. I know that's a weird concept. You, you get taxed for people leaving your job? Well, yes, if you fired them and they get to apply for unemployment compensation, that's what it's there for. But what happened, as according to a recent study by the Heritage Foundation, which came out just last week, it literally states that we were at somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, $357 billion more than what is typical for unemployment draws. And the excessive benefits that were added on top of that were the federal government said, hey, we're going to give you $300 extra a week. At one point, they were given $600 extra a week. My gosh, you can make all the money in the world just sitting at home on the couch. 
And these excessive benefits have contributed to now what is a significant labor shortage. You heard Daniel Cronut from Long Furniture a little while ago talking about how, yes, his people are at work. He's got 40,000 square feet of retail space selling name brand furniture, but he can't get it there on the trucks that don't have drivers, and he can't get it out of the ports that don't have workers, and he can't get it there on the ships that don't have sailors, and he can't get it there in the factories that don't have workers. It's ridiculous what this has done to the system. But then on top of that, you add widespread fraud. And all the unattended economic impacts of these programs should serve as a warning sign to policymakers that as you look at unemployment expansions, what does it do to the system? I mean, first of all, if you want to break the system, well, there's your recipe. If you want to fix the system, you've got to deal with this unemployment compensation and the ease by which it is uh, fraudulently obtained. We've got to. We've got to. And then I urge you, state legislatures, I urge you, Governor Ivey's office, I urge you, Finance Director Bill Poole, take a look at what you can do to say, hey, our Department of Revenue, our Department of Labor, we're going to set the unemployment tax rate uh, at pre-COVID levels, or we're going to freeze you at a certain point because we know it wasn't your fault. We shut you down, therefore we won't raise your tax rate because we shut you down. 866-494-9866. Let's talk about that or talk about critical race theory again if you want to. we got a few minutes left in the show. We're going to cover down on these topics. They are not going away, y'all. They're fading at a minimal rate. But the only reason why we're calling these things out is because we have a voice like this. And and, and it's, it's amazing to me how many people did not see it happening, but now that they do, they don't know what to do about it. Well, here's one thing you can do. Go back to work, folks. Go back to your jobs. And the other thing you can do is, hey, government officials, get in there and fight for the people that actually pay your paycheck because the private sector is what funds the public sector. And the private sector is the backbone of the economy. Government does not set the economy. Government is a tool by which the economy can be allowed to flourish or can die. And, and, and I, would, I would encourage you, government officials, our state legislators, How can you make this better? That's got to be what you're looking for in the next legislative session. How can we make this better? There's another thing coming, though. Oh, man. And this is going to be be a big one. Some of y'all may be aware, and I'll talk about it more after the next break, but some of y'all may be aware that for the last year, and I get it, a lot of people were out of work, but a lot of people were also making a lot of money being out of work and still not paying their rent. And they couldn't be evicted. And to some degree, I get it. But at some point, some people abused it. And not everybody who owns a rental house or an Airbnb or uh, an apartment building is a rich landowner. I mean, a lot of them are people like they inherited Mama's house. They put some fresh paint on it, and they had a rental house. And they made a little money on the side. And they try to keep it up. That's what most rental properties really are, is a small business owner or someone who has a house or two, or somebody who inherited one in the family, and they're just trying to use that as an opportunity to help further their position in life. And then the person who rents it can't be evicted because even though they won't pay the bill, even though they might know, well, that person just got all those Biden bucks dropped in their bank account, and they've been drawing all that enhanced unemployment compensation, and they just bought a brand new big screen TV, and 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 yet they won't pay the rent, but I can't do a thing about it. Well, guess what? That ends at the end of this month. 
Today is July 21st. On July 31st, that eviction moratorium, it ends. And there's an article out right now saying payback is not going to be pleasant because there's a bunch of property. I know one guy, and he actually is fairly wealthy, but he, he owns a bunch of rental houses. And of his rental houses, I think he has like 100. He said that 48 of them have not paid their rent in nine months. That's kind of hard to maintain. And coming July 31st, there's a bunch of folks that I hope you've been setting aside money to pay rent because it's going to come due. And you're going to have to make that payment. And you're going to have to do what you've got to do by contract. Because otherwise, those landlords who have been suffering and it's tough, they're going to have to find out whether they can get another renter in there. And, and that's going to be a tough time. I've got a friend who, who especially in the practice of law, is uh, bankruptcy. And she said that the, the talk among bankruptcy attorneys is they really do believe this coming fall is going to be quite a time. Um, wow. Hate to hear that. At the same time, President Biden says the economy is roaring back, and his economy is, 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 is the Biden economy, and it is doing better things than ever before in 40 years. And I got news. A lot of that is just hype and, and, and spin. Um, there is a good economy. We are doing better. And it's because of states like Alabama, where Governor Ivey ended the early or the extra unemployment compensation. Thank you, Governor Ivey. But the same state is also still working its way back. Luckily, there are states like Alabama that are coming back at a faster rate than the blue states where they are struggling to even stop wearing masks and keep the businesses open. Well, listen, we, we've got a break coming on right now. And, and I know it, but uh, we're, we're going we're gonna to come back from that break, and we're going to wrap this show up. You want to call in and talk about what we just talked about. It's 866-494-9866. It's, it's a great show. We've got plenty going on. Copper, you go ahead and cue that up, and uh, we're going to come back in just a minute, and we're going to talk more about what does this unemployment compensation mean? How are we going to work this? What's going to happen next? And then on top of that, Biden administration hot off the press today, critical race theory. They're getting it handed right back to them because they got caught. And they said they weren't doing it, and lo and behold, they were. Um, Critical race theory is a scourge of our time, in my opinion, uh, and it needs to be uh, banished from our society. Um, Cancel culture? How about this? Cancel that. All said and done, we got plenty to talk about. It's a target-rich environment right now if you're a conservative to talk about things. News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. This is Right Side Radio. I'm Phil Williams. We'll be right back after this. News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. We are the News Talk giant of North Alabama, doing all that we can to bring the good news to you. Solid, conservative, and just plain right. I, I, I enjoy this opportunity to be with you every day. It, it has really been a game changer for me, and, and it is an honor to have this platform. And, and I want to make sure that you hear me say it over and over and over again. If you are someone who believes that the traditional values that we have long lived with and upheld and believed in are being watered down or ripped away, uh, that the world's gone crazy around you, you're not alone. You are not alone, but you're also not alone in that, all right? This station is here for you. This this channel, this, this show is here for you, and we're your voice. And we're going to say it over and over and over again. 
that solid conservative and just plain right is not just owned by this show. It is you. You can walk out confidently in the world and say, you know what? I heard something the other day on right side, and I agree with that. Cancel culture, I refuse to be canceled. How about, how about earlier in the show we had uh, a, a pastor friend of mine, Pastor Mark Gidley, is running for the State House of Representatives. How cool is that? You know what? People of faith, you have a place in the public forum. Why not? How about uh, Daniel Cornett? who was here a little while ago, has been running a small business, a, 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 a great employer of 19 people, and they chose to go out of pocket and take care of their folks because they're like family. And that brick-and-mortar store, it's a mainstay in the uh, northeast Alabama area, and they survived the pandemic. Good people like that are doing good things every single day. And, and, and all of you listeners out there, y'all are part of that. And so keep supporting those folks on a local basis and keep stepping out into the public arena and being the ones who will get in the mix. Hey, Copper, we, we, we had a whole section there a moment ago about uh, unemployment compensation. Um, and I guess it has a, a place. But from your perspective, like your generation, what do you see in unemployment compensation? What are the thoughts that come to your mind with the way it's gone in the last year? Ooh, kind of ridiculous. I, I was astounded when I first heard there was such a thing as unemployment compensation when, when I was younger. So not everybody in my generation thinks that we should all be paid for sitting around doing nothing. I certainly don't. I mean, there's, there's maybe a place for it in very rare situations or disability, maybe. But um, I'm, I'm pretty conservative about that kind of thing. And I think it's being way overused right now. I, I think you're right. I think I think uh, I don't think there's any generation that has a preponderance of its people that believe they would rather get paid not to work. But there are a segment of society that does not see the value of work. They'd rather get paid to 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 stay at home. Uh, but yet the unemployment compensation does have a place. Don't misunderstand me. It does. There, there's 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 folks that lose a job and they have to have something to get them through to the next job. The unfortunate circumstance we've been in for the last nine to ten months is that people have chosen not to get the next job because the job either wasn't there because the government shut it down or for that matter they was getting paid more than they could get at the next job so why and and now we're seeing things like what we heard from daniel Kernup from long furniture about how hard it is to get the businesses moving well listen tomorrow's show is going to be huge we got jessica taylor who's running for u.s senate we got state representative connie Rowe. we got the grand council with dale jackson myself and jeff poor and we got copper's corner at 3 30 right side radio we'll be right there with you tomorrow. VNN Athens, WVNN FM Trinity, a cumulus station.